This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Equity Minds. I will say this about investing. Everything you do learn is cumulative. What I learned at 20 is you can Welcome to another episode of Equity Mates, a podcast that follows our journey of investing. Whether you're an absolute beginner or approaching Warren Buffett status, our aim is to help break down your barriers from beginning to dividend. My name is Bryce, and as always, I'm joined by my equity buddy, Ren. How are you going? I'm very good, Bryce. Great to be back in the studio for 2023. We've just come off an epic summer series. Well, I'm slightly biased, but I think it was epic. Um, and excited to be back. Yeah, it was a great summer series. Really enjoyed doing that. I hope you all had a great summer and uh, enjoyed listening to our 12-part series where we unpacked some uh, Australian and international companies. It was awesome. Chipotle, who would have thought? If, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you uh, took a break over summer and didn't want to think about uh, financial markets and you haven't listened to the summer series, uh, we did get some feedback that it's our best content ever. So either, I don't know if that says something about the past five years or yeah. <laughs> about the past 12 weeks, but it's worth uh, giving it a listen. But Bryce, we always start the year with some bold predictions and stock of the year. This uh, episode, we're going to do bold predictions. But before then, the year's already in full swing. We've already got things happening at Equity Mates. Mm, mm. And the first thing is the community survey. Yeah, the year has started with an absolute bang. But that's right, Ren. The Equity Mates community survey is now live. There's a link in our show notes. There's a link uh, in all of our social media as well. And the community survey helps us to understand who is engaging with Equity Mates Media and more importantly, how we can continue to improve our content to help you on your money and investing journey. We really take direction f- from this community survey. Get Started Investing, our spin-off podcast, was really driven by insights we got from the survey a few years ago. A uh, couple of years ago, we heard that you guys wanted to see more live events, and that was a real driver behind FinFest. So this really helps us. We really take direction from it. So the link is in the show notes. If you can jump on and complete it, we would be very thankful. And I think we've got like a prize? Yeah, bucks. if you complete it in full, uh, you go automatically go in the draw to win $500 in cash and there's some runner-up prizes as well who will all get uh, FinFest tickets for 2023. All you need to do is literally complete it in full. It shouldn't take you more than 10 minutes. You'll automatically be entered. It closes on the 28th of February, so get going. All right, well, that's enough housekeeping, Bryce. We're here for bold predictions. A word before we start that predictions are often wrong and... Yes, forecasting (laughs) is for the weather. 
which is often wrong as well. well yeah, yeah. More right than bold predictions. Experts make predictions because they're asked, not because they know. Any other little bold prediction one-liners uh, liners we've got? I, I don't know. I don't know if you noticed it, but I reckon this year there was um, a real glut of bold predictions and you know forecasts for the year ahead more than in previous years. And my working theory on it is there's a direct correlation between uncertainty and the desire for prediction content. Like people are going to click download watch experts predicting what's going to happen more when they're feeling nervous and uncertain about the market. And I think financial media really lent yeah, into that 100%. this January. Yes. So I, I think it's just important to note at the, f- at the f- top of this episode that we do this slightly tongue in cheek. I think there is merit in making predictions. It forces you to like formalize your thinking and forecast the year ahead there's some quote in the strategy world that you probably love, Bryce, which is there's value in planning but no value in plans. And I think like that kind of ties here. There's value in the thinking of the predictions, but there's no value in the predictions. Yeah, so. nice. So valueless <laughs> episode coming up. We've also It'll got, be our, fun, though. We've also got our fun. producer here, <laughs> Sasha, who who has got some predictions from um, some of the hosts from the Equity Mates community and our team. Sasha, welcome. Hey, great to be here. You know what they say is like if you don't want to do the work yourself – you find someone else to make the predictions for you. So yes. that's why I went and got predictions from the rest of the team um, and give myself a little bit of time to think of something <laughs> bold okay. in the interim. All right, <laughs> well, now that you said that, Sasha, by the end, the, the final prediction on this episode will be a prediction from you. Okay, So All right. get your thinking hat on. Um, but Bryce, do you want to kick us off? Um, sure, Ren. So 2022 was the seventh worst year for the US markets in history. They termed it the great inflation. So pretty tough year last year. And there was a stat that I found interesting as well, that uh, no new bull market has ever started before a recession has hit. So my bold predictions are going to probably centre somewhat around that. I do want to point out that I did a little bit of research and, and uh, had a look at consensus because uh, it's always interesting to couch that and have a look at how that plays out over 2023. General consensus from Wall Street is in sort of four buckets. The first takeaway for me is that they really have no idea what's going on. The, the most bullish uh, investment bank in the US has the market finishing 17% up okay. at the end of the year. The most bearish has it closing 13% down. Okay, so there's a, a 30%, 30%, yes. Yeah. The weighted average of all of those is that they've just said we're going to get the average market return. About 8% is where a lot of them have said we're, okay. fa- we're falling. They've also said that US, the general consensus on Wall Street, US rate hikes to stop in 2023, growth to significant slow with a potential US recession and inflation to continue to fall, but we won't get the 2% Fed target. Yeah, okay. So that for me is kind of like consensus. That kind of feels like the vibe that I'm hearing out there as well. Yes, yeah. With that though, last month, January, we saw some of the best economic numbers come out of the States. Yes. We had job numbers at record highs. Yeah. uh, We had unemployment at record lows. Similarly here in Australia, we have record low unemployment. China is reopening. The economy seems to be holding up in my eyes a little bit more than where people kind of expected it to be by now. So my scenario, bold prediction number one, is that rates actually are going to go higher than expected because inflation is going to stick around for much longer 
and I think like probably a percentage point higher than expected. But to give you to put in some measures, what's that, expected? Yeah, though? so to put in some measure to put in some numbers to measure that, the peak forecast for Australia is three point nine three percent. It's currently three point three five, so an additional half a percent. The peak forecast for the US is five point one percent. It's currently four point six three. So I reckon I'm just going to say it's going to be a little bit worse. The Fed's going to be more aggressive, and we might get to six percent. Okay, cool. Long start. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm just reshuffling my predictions to try and keep them thematic for you. Sure. Uh, so let me hit two that I think relate to what you've just said there. Um, the first one, when you were talking about how last year was the great inflation, I think something quite notable and I don't think this is really bold but we didn't see a lot of bankruptcies we saw companies fall 70 80 90 percent we saw a lot of stress in the unprofitable sector of the market you know smaller Nasdaq listed tech companies and VC companies but we didn't see a lot of bankruptcies that I feel has to come this year so my first not so bold prediction is that we see a lot of bankruptcies to make it a little bit more bold and to measure it a billion-dollar Nasdaq company will apply for bankruptcy protection this year. And I'm thinking Blue Apron, which is nowhere near a billion dollars anymore, but it did list as a multi-billion-dollar company. A Carvana maybe, you know, like one of, one of those companies that are stressed. A billion, a billion or former billion-dollar Nasdaq company will declare bankruptcy. But I think this is the year where we see a bit of a shakeout, a bit of creative destruction in terms of the destruction side of it. Okay, nice. So that's, that's one. Secondly, on your theme of the year ahead, um, I'm going to say that interest rates don't get cut in Australia. Yeah. So when fundies have been asked for a bold prediction this year, they often say inflation peaks and we see a rate cut at some point later in the year. And I think that it's been made so much that it's no longer a bold prediction. It's becoming almost consensus that the Fed and the Reserve Bank will probably cut towards the end of the year. I'm going to say... I'm going to go contrarian against the contrarians, if yes. that's a thing, <laughs> and say that at some point we just hold for the rest of the year, but we don't see a cut. Yeah. Okay. So I'm saying rates go higher than expected. You're saying no cut, they hold. Yeah. So I think we're like pretty aligned in terms of what happens. Here. Yeah. Well, I think there'll be late recession, both US and Australia. However, I think that the market, I think that the market will have a flat year, bold prediction number two. US will finish up 2% and Australia will beat them just by three. I, I think if- that, it, That's a very specific prediction. Yeah, well, I'm saying flat year is yeah. essentially what I'm saying. Uh, and I think that the market, if inflation continues and the rates do have to go higher than expected, if communication is good and it's, it's not and it's sort of priced in, then I, I don't think the market will react too disfa- disfavorably, but- um, Bold prediction, flat, flat results. There we go. Nice. All right. Well, that's all the macro stuff I have because this year for me, one of my big things is try and not worry about the macro as much and just really focus on finding good companies. Okay. So do you have any more macro big picture stuff? Um, I have a lot of sort of thematic sector stuff. Yeah, yeah. We'll get yeah. to that. All right. Well, what's next? All right. <laughs> uh, the ASX20 has been a... <laughs> Uh, the exclusive abode of financial companies and mining companies and never a tech company has set foot in that. I think Afterpay did briefly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I am going to say that 
in 2022, we see... 2023. 2023. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we see not one, but two companies, tech companies, force their way into the ASX 20. And if someone is out here telling me that Aristocrat Leisure is a tech company, like you're probably right. They're at number 17 at the moment. But for the purposes of this bet, I'm calling them a gaming company. Likely candidates, WiseTech is currently at number 22. What's the market cap? Uh, I think it's like 19 bill. Okay. Uh, that's just from memory. And REA Group is at 26. So they're the, the two likely ones. Uh, not sure who falls out, but yeah, I reckon we get some tech in the ASX 20. REA, so zero, yeah, zero has a market cap of 12, so probably a big run for it to get mm, in there. Mm. But yeah, Wise Tech 19. Okay, I like that. Bit of a shake up on the ASX 200. Okay, so for me, thematics, China's, China's reopening. Apparently 50,000 students coming back to Oz, which is going to be good. Wow. 50, that's, I mean, rental markets are already know, so squeezed. I know. We did an episode on the dive on that. Uh, Thomas, the economist from Comedian vs. Economist. Uh, go listen to that. That was a fascinating episode. Yeah. yeah. So China reopening, what that does for international travel as well. I don't have a bold prediction around that, but just a thought starter for, for everyone out there. But my prediction is that China's internet companies last year had a bit of a, had a had a bit of a tough year so i'm backing the rebound and that china's internet firms will outperform u.s counterparts and we can measure this by crane shares china internet etf which has all the big dog chinese internet firms Baidu, in there. alibaba all of Tencent. Them, Tencent. Yeah. will outperform and i'm measure that against the fang plus etf which is i think 10 no the fang plus etf has the chinese companies in it as well does it? Yeah. <laughs> Great measure. On the spot, checking here. Yeah. I think you're right, actually. I am right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I need a me- I need to measure it against maybe Nasdaq then. Nasdaq That's, 100. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. So that'll be the measure. China's internet uh, firms will outperform US counterparts measured by CraneShares China ETF versus the Nasdaq 100. Great. NDQ. Let's call it NDQ. I am calling the Elon effect takes hold. And again, I don't think this is bold because we've kind of already seen it play out in January, but we'll see big layoffs from big tech, bigger than we expect, but not because the economy is bad, not because their businesses are in trouble, but because Elon Musk has shown them how much fat they have in their organizations. And I think by the end of this year, Ant Mama, so the big seven American tech companies will have less employees but will be more profitable. So it's not going to be because they have a bad year and they need to protect their bottom line. It's because they want to print more cash. (laughs) Okay, fair call. And uh, so have you got the profitability? And how many employees they have? No, nah, but we'll figure that out at the end of the year. I, I, was, I came in this morning and I was like, uh, let's find this. And then I was like, ah, that's, end of, that's December, Alex. Let's problem. just be bold. <laughs> yeah. Let's just be bold and put it down there. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so I'm going to do big tech and I'm kind of just going to wrap up for all four here. Okay. Um, I'm going to do a quick, quick fire four. So the S&P equal weight will outperform market cap. Okay, so you think that the uh, big American tech companies will underperform the overall market? Yes. I think Meta probably Meta and Netflix probably have the best chance of outperforming counterparts. Dude, Meta's doubled since November. Yeah, so has Netflix. Oh, but they still have <laughs> <laughs> But they still have a long way to go 
from their highs. Like they, they were the ones that were battered the most last year. Have you heard of Carvana? In the big tech, bro. <laughs> Carvana <laughs> in big tech. So I'm going to say either Netflix or Meta will outperform Apple, Alphabet, blah, is this blah, blah. Okay, so your first one is this equal weight thing and then the yep. second one is Meta or Netflix will outperform their remaining, let's call it Tesla, Alphabet, Amazon. Just Ant Mama. Ant Mama, yeah. Yeah. I think Microsoft ends on top as the world's most valuable company at the end of the year. Okay. It's currently, Chat th- GPT. currently third, ChatGPT. And off the back of it, Alphabet is the worst performing of Ant Mama. Wow. Yeah. I think You and I have very divergent views on yeah, this company. Well, we, should, it- we should do a bull and bear episode on Alphabet. Yeah, sure. Overnight, down 8%. No one likes their bard. Yeah. <laughs> I hate the name. Yeah, me too. Should have called it Brad. I think this for me is, the f- as I was saying at dinner the other night, this, this is the first time that I can actually see how Alphabet search can be challenged. Yeah. Yeah, big time. So um, we, we, we had four there and, yeah, Alphabet, the worst performing of Ant Mama. That's my big tech. Cool, cool. Uh, if people are getting lost in the shuffle of all these, because I, I realise we're going everywhere, here, there and everywhere, on our Instagram we'll, um, we'll chuck them up as a clear to follow and understand post. So AI has obviously been the big conversation at the end of last year and the start of this year. We're going to see a bubble forming in AI startups. Forget crypto, forget Web3. If you want to add a zero to your valuation in 2023, add AI enabled to your pitch deck. And that is why Equitymates is an AI enabled media company. (laughs) But I think despite the bubble forming, the biggest winners will be Microsoft and Alphabet. I think people are underselling how important DeepMind has been and will continue to be for Google. It's like OpenAI and DeepMind were the two and all of a sudden ChatGPT comes out and everyone forgets the strength that Google has in that area. We'll see. Yeah, I think for search that specifically though, it it's an interesting it's interesting what it does to Google's model, which is making money off putting search results in front of people. If you if you're just giving an answer. Anyway, let's do an episode on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I have no but like there's two separate Let's do an episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how do we measure? Will there be a bubble in AI forming? I've had a look at AI VC investment, uh, like VC investment in AI companies for the last few years. This data is from VentureBeat and PitchBook. And surprisingly, VC investment in AI actually slowed in 2022. Somewhat actually unsurprising given the macro environment. But in 2021, $77.5 billion was invested in AI startups. In 2022, that fell to just under $50 billion. I'm going to say in 2023, that crosses $100 billion as the chat GPT, DALI, AI hype gets VCs excited. <laughs> okay, wow. Big year for AI. And can I can I do another one just because it also relates to Alphabet? Sure. And we're talking Alphabet at the moment. Bold prediction, YouTube has the biggest growth in short form video. YouTube's gain in market share for YouTube shorts outpaces TikTok, Instagram Reels and Snapchat. Measured by... So the measure is hard because it's hard to just get like a market share percentage for those, the short form video players. Hopefully by the end of the year, someone will have given us that and some historic data. It's also hard to figure out because all of them, 
the companies report different metrics mm. and maybe that's by design so people can't compare them. YouTube rep- or Google Alphabet report daily views for YouTube Shorts. So they're probably the most transparent when it comes to reporting. YouTube Shorts crossed 50 million daily views in the most recent quarter. That was up from 30 million sometime last year. I'm going to say by the end of this year, they cross 100 million daily views. So double, more than double from where they are. Um, And the reason that I think YouTube Shorts has a real opportunity, they've already monetized Shorts for creators. So they've solved the problem that TikTok has tried to do, but there's a a bit of dissatisfaction with how they do it. Instagram and Meta are trying to do it as well. Google have solved that one. So monetized. There are no security concerns. I think this whole will TikTok US, will the US force a sale of TikTok's American business, I think will be a big storyline this year. They have huge viewerships amongst Gen Z in the main YouTube platform. And they have a decade plus of AI content recommendations. Mm. And I think this is the year where Alphabet realized that they have to flex their AI muscle and Mm. TikTok's coming for them in one way, Microsoft's coming for them in another way. So, yeah, I think YouTube Shorts has a real opportunity here. Nice. All right, well, let's take uh, a break and hear from some of the other hosts in the Equimates community. Sasha, what do you got? (laughs) Well, I thought let's start with the guys from Comedian vs Economist because Thomas has one that I think is right on theme. So here's Thomas now. Hey guys, my bold prediction for 2023 is that somewhere in the world, a listed company will announce that they've added ChatGPT or something like it to either their executive team or to the board. And for the bonus point that markets will love it and their share price will go up. That's my bold prediction for 2023. <laughs> <laughs> love it. I can see where he's going with that. And to your point earlier, Ren, where, you know, put an AI on the end and watch the share, pri- a share price would go. When the CEOs of BuzzFeed in January came out and said that they'll be integrating yeah, a, um, yeah. chat GPT into their content creation process, the share price went up 120% yeah. overnight. Yeah, overnight. it's crazy. Yeah. Well, um, interesting should, that it'll be added to the board, but yeah. Yeah, should we make chat GPT our CEO? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> the th- yeah, okay. All right, I like that, Thomas. Love it. Put it in the, put it in the books. <laughs> I'll play Adams now. Hey guys, Adam here from Comedian versus Economist and my bold prediction for 2023 is that Netflix is going to absolutely balls up its password sharing restrictions. I think there's going to be huge backlash due to privacy concerns and Netflix's stock price will tank. So that's my prediction. Uh, and also Legionnaire's hats are going to make a massive return in the world of fashion. Uh, you heard it here first. Are Legionnaire's think- hats the ones that you wore at primary school yeah, with the yeah, flap? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I feel like they have made a return. It's interesting. I was actually talking about them over summer. I, a uh, notoriously uh, pasty guy, I was like, I need a hat like that for the back of my neck because it got roasted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's an interesting one from Adam. That is one of the big strategic moves for Netflix Legionnaires hats. Legionnaires <laughs> yeah. hats, yes. To sort out their 100 million households that they believe are not paying for the service. How they do that is another question, but it'll be if they manage to do it and there is no backlash and it's seamless, it's going to be pretty significant increase in revenue for them. Well, they accidentally leaked or they accidentally posted something on their FAQs page where they explained how they were going to police it. And basically it was like, if you have a shared account, so like for instance, in my family, my parents pay and then the three kids each have a profile, um, you have to touch base with like the the Wi-Fi that it's connected to every 31 days. 
And so that would mean that we have to go home and like connect our devices to home Wi-Fi. So, I think that's how it would so Imagine your parents would be thrilled, right? They'll well, get to see you they once would be, a month at least. They would be thrilled except for the fact that one of my sisters is in the US yeah. and the other one is looking at moving it's over to the, the same UK. With my, <laughs> same with my parents as well. They're in Wagga. So that's oh, not what gonna, that's it's not too far work. to drive back to Wagga to see your parents. Yeah, to touch base oh. for Netflix. <laughs> anyway, let's keep moving. That's a good one from Adam. Um, all right, let's do one more. And this is Sophie from You're in Good Company. My bold prediction for 2023 is that Canva will look to IPO and it will go public. Like that. Interesting time to go public in markets like this. but um, No, but they say that there's always a flagship IPO that signals that the IPO window has reopened. So it was Google in 2004 after the tech bubble, uh, tech wreck, all of that stuff. Google came online. Uh, Facebook in 2012 sort of signaled that the IPO window was reopened for post-GFC. Maybe Canva 2023, post the great inflation. Yeah, very, uh, yeah, interesting to see what happens. They had a significant write down in valuations over the last 12 months. So uh, whether or not they'd be prepared to to list, um, but I like it, Sophie. Nice. All right, Ren, well, we've got plenty more to get through. So let's take a break and on the other side, we'll continue and then we'll hear from uh, some of the other members of the Equimates team. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. All right, Ren. Well, before we get stuck in, uh, we are really excited to announce that FinFest 2023 is going to be back on and save the date. It is November 11th here in Sydney again uh, at the Carriage Works. Registrations are open. You can drop in. All you need to do is drop in your name and your email address and you will go on the list for access to early bird tickets and exclusive event information. We'll be releasing tickets uh, in the next couple of months. Uh, We've already got about 700 people on the list. So I would say we're getting very close to actually selling out. Yes. This is exciting. This is just reminding me of your days as a club promoter in Canberra. Dude, give me your name and your number (laughs) and I'll put you on the list. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. Exclusive list. But yeah, register now. We're really excited. It was uh, an incredibly successful inaugural event in 2022 and uh, we're back this year. So we we do hear you. We know that people want it to be down in Melbourne, up in Brisbane uh, for logistics. Logistical reasons, we're keeping it to Sydney for now, uh, but we'll see how we go Uh, in 2024. Logistical, financial and capability reasons. (laughs) (laughs) Resourcing constraints. We do want to get to these other cities, but this year we're just going to try and nail Sydney before we extend ourselves. But Bryce, uh, in the theme of bold predictions, bold prediction for FinFest 2023. Yes. We won't run out of food. We won't run out of food. We've (laughs) we've already got the food trucks lined up. So head to equitymates.com slash FinFest to uh, to register and we'll be in touch with with your code for early bird access once the tickets go live. Don't miss out this yeah, year. It, we will, learnt, it will sell out. We learned so much last year. It was so much fun. It was an epic event. But um, everything that we learned last year is going to be applied to this year. So expect it to be bigger and better than ever. Yes. You will not want to miss it. That's it. All right. Well, let's get back into the bold predictions. Do you want to kick us off? 
So I'm going to move away from America and Australia. I think Asia in general are a bit sort of off piece compared to what's going on in the Western world at the moment, like in terms of macro interest rates, all those sorts of things. Uh, India had a phenomenal year last year in terms of the market. Well, the Nifty 50 did. India is going to be the most populous country in 2023, apparently. And they've got a pretty robust domestic economy. Uh, I'm not going to make any predictions around India. I feel like I do one every year. I'm going to turn to Brazil, funnily enough, where they have had... 13 interest rate rises. Yeah. They um, up over a thousand percent since the bottom. Um, and they are now well, uh, much further on in their macro interest rate cycle than, than we are in the Western world. We're still sort of coming up. They seem to have peaked somewhat. Employment, unemployment, they reckon is, has peaked. Inflation has peaked, etc. So I reckon based on the ticker regions list which is uh, if you head to equitymates.com slash oh no ticker.com slash equitymates based on the regions list brazil will be the best performing region or market in 2023 okay so that's against australia america india all the european countries blah blah blah. i think brazil will be the best performing market in 2023 yeah nice i like that i mean the challenge with a lot of those emerging markets is inflation is, is exported from America in so many ways mm. and like a strong US dollar makes it really hard for them to get on top of inflation. Mm. But the US dollar has come off Chilled this out year. A bit. Yeah, it's relaxed. So, all right. And one to watch but is... But the thing in- is, if your other bold prediction that the US interest rate rises will be stronger and longer than expected, then you would expect the US dollar to re-strengthen again. So, and as we said at the top of the show predictions are often contradictory <laughs> <laughs> and more often than that they're wrong <laughs> but no i like that that's interesting and Brazil. one to watch is still india for me i'm really keen on it and you'll you, probably see in my um, you had a big holding in adani didn't you <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> you bought them back and they were trying to build no. coal mines in north queensland <laughs> i love Gautama Dani. no um but uh, I'm bullish on it. And I, I think I'm going to take a stock of the year from India. Um, Adani. <laughs> <laughs> Sasha, I think one thing we should do this year is start clipping more things. And if you can clip Bryce's um, that I, that I, I love just then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm just going. <laughs> I reckon you we'll really find, said that into a microphone. <laughs> we'll, find, okay. we'll find uses for that over the course of the year. No, no, no. <laughs> anyway, so that's, that's um, yeah. All right, nice one. Well, I'm going to return to America. Um Twitter's going to have more users at the end of the year than it does today. Okay. Forget the Elon of it all. Forget the firing. Forget users threatening to leave. At the end of the day, the platform is so powerful and so valuable. That network effect is impossible to replace. No one's talking about Mastodon anymore. That was a flash in the pan in November 2022. Twitter is going to go from strength to strength. It's going to have more users at the end of the year. And, hey, we might even tweet a bit more on our underutilized Equitymates Twitter account. (laughs) That's a bold prediction. (laughs) That's a bold prediction. (laughs) We're back on Twitter. All right, I'm going to turn to commodities. We had a huge year last year with lithium up 72.5%. Nickel was up 43%. So uh, increasing demand for those types of commodities that go into electric vehicles and, and, uh, and whatnot. Russia's invasion of Ukraine, we saw gas prices up 20%. We saw oil, it was up a lot, but finished the year up about 6%. Um, 
you do often find, uh, I saw this in, on, a, on a chart on LinkedIn, you do often find when these commodities have huge years, they often mean revert the following year. Not to say that they finished down, but they might not have a bigger year. So I'm lithium, I imagine, will still be pretty strong. We know in the Equimates community, a lot of people are loving the lithium producers here in Australia. But my prediction is going to be it's the year for copper. Copper was going to be up. 40% by the end of the year. Why is that? There's huge global demand for it, but there is a structural decline in, well, not decline, but there is just far more demand than there is in term, um, supply at the moment. And electric vehicles, if they continue at the pace of adoption that is expected this year and into next, some, in some instances, a single electric vehicle can have up to six kilometres of copper wiring. Mm. So the year of copper for me, up 40%. Nice. I'm going to stick on your commodities theme, okay. bring it back to Australia and say that Australia's gas intervention is – I'm not making a judgment on it politically. I think, you know, what WA do domestic like – where they have a domestic they, – they make gas producers keep a certain amount domestically, I think is probably warranted nationally, but I, that's not what we've done nationally. Instead, we're looking at price caps. I think we're going to screw it up. And I think Australia's energy market is going to suffer as a result. And I think the prediction that is not very bold at all, energy prices will be higher by the end of the year than they are now. Like sure. The energy market... <laughs> but I think it's going to be a real theme to watch just how badly they we bomb. can bomb it. And as we watch, um, you know... Santos and Woodside executives butt heads with Anthony Albanese. Uh, it's going to be a mess of a year. Yeah, okay. It's, yeah. Okay. Do you want to put a percentage to it? Uh, double digits at least. Yeah. Increase. Yeah. Okay, nice. All right, well, I've only got a couple more to go and they sort of are not so much market related. I've got a crypto one. I think Bitcoin will double by the end of the year. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, but be, let's be clear. I have a very, 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 very small exposure to Bitcoin at the moment. It's it's not something that I'm really interested but in. But like, if you think it's going to double, why would you only have a small exposure? Uh, bro, that's like me saying... This is a bold predictions episode. <laughs> you just said it with such conviction. I know. That's the idea. <laughs> it's a bold predictions episode. Okay, okay. And every time I've put in a Bitcoin one, I actually struggled with this. I almost didn't put anything in for crypto related because I'm, I'm just generally not interested in it at the moment. But I did it for the sake of those that are out there interested in Bitcoin. Okay, well, I have a crypto uh, prediction that is different to yours. I think crypto trades sideways in 2023. It's a similar, uh, I think there will see a similar 18 month time frame as the last crypto winter. So the market bottomed in somewhere in 2018 and then it started to uptick in 2020. I think we've seen the market bottom this crypto winter towards the end of 2022. I think we'll trade sideways this year and then if it upticks, it'll be 2024 or beyond so it's actually it's actually currently at 22,969 US dollars I'm going to say it trades sideways and finishes somewhere between 20 and 25,000 US dollars per Bitcoin okay nice all right I have a bold prediction from the crypto curious team so I think it's a good time to play that 
We think that Dogecoin will be the best performing asset class across all asset class. How's that for a bold prediction? <laughs> I mean, it's bold, Tracy. Yeah, love it. Love some explanation on why, Trace. Dogecoin, best performing asset class of 2023. All right, write yep. that one down for sure. <laughs> love it. And if you are interested in understanding more about the crypto markets, Crypto Curious is the podcast for it. So head over and give them a listen. Weekly market updates and all things crypto cryptocurrency from the team over at Bamboo. All right, I, I've just realised, Ren, we, so we're going to Omaha this year, which is epic. Oh, we're, yeah. we're going to go and see Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger at the Berkshire Hathaway AGM yep. with Sasha as well. Sasha's coming, some of the Equity Mates team. It is the Woodstock for capitalism. I cannot wait to go over and see Buffett answer questions after question back to back from 8.30 a.m. to 3.45 yes, p.m. Yes. And hopefully it's Woodstock <laughs> 1969 for capitalism, <laughs> not Woodstock 1999 for capitalism. Yes. So we're keen. One of my bold predictions last year was a bit morbid that they both, that one of them wouldn't make it to this year. So now that we're in 2023, I'm really hoping that they actually do both make it by, it's in May. So I just hope they, they wouldn't die generally. generally I, yes. That's generally my position for most people. But they live long, happy lives. So if anyone, anyone else in the Equity Mates community is heading over, shoot us a message, contact us equitymates.com um, we'd love to see you over there I don't actually have a bold prediction for that I just it just I just got reminded that we what? have that coming up this year <laughs> who reminded you <laughs> I'm just thinking <laughs> uh, well on that note um, one of our team has actually put a bold prediction in that's um, along those lines so Great. I'm going to play it nice my bold prediction is that Bryce and Ren will ask an amazing question at Berkshire Hathaway's annual general meeting in Omaha it will impress Warren and Charlie so much that they'll they'll get a private interview with them and then Berkshire acquires Equity Mates Media. <laughs> you heard it first. Awesome. That's Darcy. He's our, one of our content producers here at Equity Mates. Yeah. Love the bullish nature of that. <laughs> yeah, you probably heard him on the dive. Um I would love that. Yeah, so we do get opportunities to ask questions. We did write to Berkshire. They did write back. We were getting our tickets. It's confirmed. I did ask them for an interview with Warren. They unfortunately said <laughs> Warren will only be doing interviews with major media organisations. Oh, <laughs> and I said, define major. <laughs> and unfortunately, we don't also get access to the media box, the media room at this stage, but we're still in negotiations okay. with them, So, Well, if there are any uh, quote-unquote major media organisations out there that would like to free correspondence, we will not take payment, but if you can give us your... Uh, stamp of authority and we just can just the press pass yeah. really we yeah. just need lanyards if we can use your brand to get an interview with Warren yes. happy to share the IP it's give the you year of Warren exclusive access yes happy to just do it for you to be honest yeah alright let's anyway. keep moving <laughs> uh, I've got a couple so I'll, I'll jump in save yours uh Bold prediction, Tesla self-driving will have a recall in the United States. So they've been under investigation by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration since 2016. There's been numerous investigations. A criminal investigation was opened in October last year. In January of this year, the US Justice Department requested documents from Tesla uh, in relation to self-driving and how they communicate it. The stories keep piling up. Did you guys see that video uh, from China? Mm -mm. Uh, so it was apparently a brake failure, but the driver claimed that he was telling the car to park and then it just sped off 
had an accident. A couple of people died. It was pretty morbid. Um, the the stories just keep piling up about Tesla's self-driving. So I think – I'm not saying that it's bad technology. It probably just rolled out with a few bugs. I have no idea. I don't work for Tesla. But I'm saying that we see a recall this year. All right. Last year I had a Times person of the year. I said it would be a metaverse avatar. Yeah. It was – Zelensky, so it wasn't my, it didn't get it right. (laughs) (laughs) This year I'm doubling down, Times Person of the Year, on your AI thread of uh, Bubble. It'll either be the founder of uh, OpenAI. Sam Altman. Sam Altman. Well, co-founder with with Elon Musk. True, (laughs) co-founder of Elon Musk. Or um, the CEO of Microsoft himself. So it'll be AI themed. I think it'd be weird if you gave the Microsoft CEO Times Person of the Year. So I'm going to go with um, OpenAI. Here's who I reckon will be Times Person of the Year. Yeah. Clippy. Because <laughs> <laughs> Microsoft are about to give Clippy chat GPT capability. Yes. Clippy's about to make a hard comeback <laughs> for all the uh, Windows users out there. Uh, people who are young enough to not know Clippy, he was a paperclip that helped you with Microsoft Word documents. And Clippy is going to be Times Person of the Year. Nice. He's going to be the physical, not physical embodiment, the virtual embodiment of ChatGPT and the AI revolution. Nice. All right. <laughs> All right. I've got a couple more, so I'm just going to quickly uh, get through them. Two related to Bob Iger. Number one, uh, Disney will try to acquire Roblox. Iger's, Bob Iger's back at Disney. He's feeling the pressure to make a big splash. His biggest... Wins at Disney were all acquisition-related, acquiring Pixar, acquiring Marvel, acquiring Star Wars, a few other things he acquired. Uh, Late last year, Disney started talking about launching their own metaverse project, but why build something yourself when you can buy it? And why build something when you can buy something that more than half of American kids under the age of 16 use? This is manna from heaven from Disney. I reckon they try and make a move on Roblox. Uh, and then also Bob Iger themed Jeff Bezos pulls a Bob Iger returns to Amazon. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> that would be interesting. All right. Well, to close out, Ren, I've got one for the Bombers. AFL as always. New coach, new vibe. Bold prediction, we win, we win a final. First time since 2004. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to happen. All right. Uh, I We always do have an AFL one, so I have one. Um, Geelong don't make the top four. Oh, nice. Everyone's okay. thinking they're going to go back to back. They're going to have the premiership hangover to last all premiership hangovers. And as we've all learned, as you get older, the hangovers get harder. And so That's true. <laughs> Geelong will not make the top four. And I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they fall out of the eight. Yes. Uh, do we have any more from our community, Sasha, to close out? Yeah, we've Sasha, got a couple more out? just to close out. And then we've got Sasha's one to close out yes, as well. Yes, and oh, I've yes. got a couple. So here's Maddie from You're In Good Company. My bold prediction for 2023 is that interest rates will decline at some point this year and Hawthorne will win the AFL Grand Final. <laughs> oh nice, Maddie. God. She's a massive Hawthorne fan, so no, I'm, no I'm Hawthorne there. under threat of getting like premiership points stripped and stuff like that because of the stuff last year, the Chris Fagan and Alistair Clarkson and stuff. just died. Nah, it's going to come back, surely. Well, no. And nice, Maddie. Thank you. Uh, in contrast to what both of us think, 
So we've now got a good spread. Yeah. So one De- of us decline, will be right. fl- flat, and aggressive. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. And then two more um, from Felicity and Candice at Talk Money to Me. So here's Felicity. I'm just on the way to the airport. However, my extreme prediction for 2023 is certain high growth tech stocks will rise more than a thousand percent. I see a lot of parallels between the dot-com bubble of 2000 and 2002 and the tech stock wipeout we just went through in 2021, 2022. In that analogy, I think that 2023 will look a lot like 2003, a massive rebound year for tech stocks, wherein certain high growth stocks actually soared more than a thousand percent. When I look at the market today, I certainly see a handful of beaten up high growth stocks that could soar 10 times plus in 2023 if when the Fed pauses its rate hike campaign. I'd love a ticker code. Yeah. (laughs) Well, if you want to hear where she's so bullish, uh, Talk Money to Me is the podcast. I mean, I would love if that happened. Yeah. I mean, that is, um, that is. It's certainly bold. Very it's bold. Yeah. Bold. <laughs> All right, nice. And let's close out with Candice, also from Talk Money to Me. So my prediction for 2023 is that we're going to see a lot of corporates that have a lot of cash on the balance sheet, you know, that have been really clever with their finances and their balance sheet in the last sort of 12 turbulent months, potentially do a lot of mergers and acquisitions. So I think that will be a bit of a theme to play out. Also, I think we might see a new category of growth stocks develop potentially this year in saying that what I'm referring to is, you know, companies that have been traditionally long duration, you know, growth trajectory, I think they might actually spin off uh, certain arms of their business to become more streamlined and more efficient. So I think it's going to be a really interesting one for capital markets this year, for sure. Lots of M&A, I'm predicting, and potentially spin-offs. So let's see what happens. Love it. Thanks, Candice. Well, there we go. So we've reached the end of our bold predictions for 2023. As we said at the top, um, there is not a whole lot of value in throwing out random predictions, but we are absolutely excited for 2023. Who knows what's going to happen? Sasha... Did you think of one? Yeah, I did. I got three. Oh, no. I'm going to go. I reckon that Twitter signaled the start of Elon's downfall. And I think he's also going to plan to take it public again by the end of the year. Okay. Wow. Okay. I think the rental crisis is going to get heaps worse in Australia. I think I'll probably see another 10% easily on prices. And I think Lewis Hamilton wins another world championship because I want him to beat Schumacher's record. Nice. Yes. Well, we're not too far away from the first race of the season. The cars are being launched at the moment. Red Bull has introduced theirs for 2023. I don't think Mercedes have uh, released theirs yet, but uh, I certainly can't wait to see the Formula One season kick off. So that brings us to the end of our episode. A reminder that FinFest tickets are now open for registration and the community survey is live $500 uh, for a lucky community member who completes the survey in full. It closes on the 28th of February. But Ren, uh, looking forward to Thursday's episode where we have expert Andrew Brown coming in with his uh, Mm. uh, bold predictions for 2023. As we know from 2022, he managed to get a fair few of them right. So I'm really interested to get his thoughts on how this year is going to play out. And then we're back into the swing of things uh, the following week. So we'll leave it there. It's great to be back in the studio, refreshed, ready for 2023. Thanks, Sasha, for joining us. Thanks, Sasha. And we'll we'll pick it up on Thursday. Sounds good. 
You have been listening to an Equity Mates Media production. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equity Mates Media acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea, and community. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. This podcast is intended for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general advice only and has not taken into account your personal financial circumstances, needs or objectives. Before acting on general advice, you should consider if it is relevant to your needs and read the relevant product disclosure statement. And if you're unsure, please speak to a financial professional. The hosts of this podcast and their guests may have positions in the companies mentioned. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Equitymates Media operates under an Australian Financial Services Licence 540697.